I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. Boys, How Goods Footy. You're back, Joel. I'm oh, back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, Thank Joel. Um, um, I just want to I'm say, leaving. <laughs> <laughs> there was real risk of a two-man show again this week. Um, no. No. But I want to say that I'm actually... Look, listeners, I owe you an apology. Because what I did last week, whilst it felt right, actually let down the show, I feel. I think that the show is called How Good's Footy. And unfortunately... At times, in footy, you have to look down the barrel of a defeat. And my emotions did get the best of me, and I decided I didn't need footy that weekend. But maybe Essendon needed me. Maybe Essendon fans needed you. Maybe Essendon fans needed me to show them that, look, it was fucking shit, and Collingwood are cunts, and every player that's ever played for Collingwood should be set on fire and die. But I wasn't there to provide that. That's okay, and that's okay. You, you're back today, so welcome back. Thank you. Um, and Sean, thanks for being here so that you can do what Joel couldn't. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, I'm, I'm not proud a, of you, mate. I'm not a coward. No. I front up. <laughs> <laughs> I also didn't lose to Collingwood after, after the siren. Um, yeah. You, you no, beat them after the siren that time. In fact, I did. We watched that just, just earlier. We were watching that. Um, yeah, fantastic. Uh, it's good to be here. Tom, how are you feeling? Fine? I'm feeling pretty good, yeah. Yeah. yeah Top of the ladder still. Yeah. Everything's going well. We're playing real good. Yeah. Um, losing our best player in Reece Stanley didn't hurt us too badly this week, so... Yeah. Yeah. yeah playing really well. Um, Joel Selwood, 250 games, fucking beautiful stuff. Yeah. Footy's good for me this week. Where should we begin? I guess, look, we'll just start Friday night. Fremantle versus Melbourne. Melbourne said, Freo, you're playing like shit recently. Fuck you. Um... 46-point win. Great. Next game. Next game. Uh... <laughs> uh, David Mundy's announced his retirement, by the way. Yeah. At the end of the season. Sad. Go so, again. So he'll be retiring on grand final day. <laughs> Flag mantle. Yeah. Jesus. They, yeah, you big. know, so Tom, what was that thing you said where he's now worn all, th- all 32, 32 versions yeah. of the jumper? They should have a special David Mundy version as well, I reckon. Just... All, t- all 32 stitched together? Oh! <laughs> that is... No, 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 even better. They each player gets to choose their favorite of the thirty-two, and they just all wear a different jumper. Fucking chaos! chaos. To be honest, might not be a jumper clash because no one else is purple. No, well, no, they do have two. They have a red and white one and a blue and white one. Fuck! So it'd have to be against like Port or you just cop it. You just cop it out of respect for the great man. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. one of the best men in footy. What a great boy! Yeah, fantastic, wonderful man. Um, and after last week where Collingwood crushed me. On Saturday afternoon, 
They crushed uh, my brother. Yeah, Jacob was talking about uh, maybe riding a train in a unique way, which yeah. was... From the front, but not inside <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> From the front, but underneath it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, um, yeah he went to that game, um, and the poor boy goes to so many games at the G, hmm. where his team either fails to show up and gets annihilated, or... Just loses. Yeah. I think he has seen them win once or twice at the MCG, and he's been there plenty of times. Fucking hell. Collingwood won 10 in a row. Mm. Uh, Some of the least convincing 10 wins I've ever seen. It it is a fucking nightmare, though, because not only did they beat Essendon last week, uh, and now they've like rocketed into top four. They're doing what Essendon did in 2019, where it was fun and exciting and scary. But we did it to get into the top eight and then fell out immediately. They've done it all the way to the top four, so no one's going to ever talk about that run of Essendon games again. This will be the last time you hear anyone ever mention it. I think, though, it's not going to be sustainable for them. For it's not a, Yeah. It's not a sustainable way to win games. Yeah, but like now they just believe they can never lose. Yeah. Yeah, but I'd like to draw your attention to that time that Richmond did that, where they won all these close games, dragged their way into the top eight, and then got annihilated in the first quarter of an elimination final. Different, different scenario, I think. That you was reckon? Richmond had a shocking start to the season and needed to win like their last nine just to make the finals. Which is what so they were just exhausted. Did. Whereas Collingwood are just like, ah, we're young, we're fired up, we're in the top four, and top it's three. Not crazy. It's not even like they're fighting back every week. I mean, this week they just. They're grinding port, it out. Yeah, Port came for them, and they were just like, no, nah, whatever. Well coached. It's crazy. It is It is generally crazy they keep winning. I, yeah. I just don't know if it's sustainable. Yeah. They just need to ask a couple more wins in finals, and they'll be fine. Worth noting, too, all of them are a pack of cunts. Every oh, we've talked one. about Collingwood too much. Correct. In fact, moving on. Yep. Battle Next of the game. Bridge. More like Massacre of the Bridge. Did you... I talked to Joel about this this morning because um, we're on the Scaredy Boys retreat, new episodes of Scaredy Boys every Friday. Uh, we come down here, we watch a lot of horror movies. Mm-hmm. We invited Joel Dusha down to make us watch a horror movie. He's a fuckhead for... He's rude. I've yep. heard that. Never, Very rude. Never being on the podcast again, maybe. Ban pending. Ban pending. Um, but we're down here, we're talking this morning, and uh, I pointed out the story of Mark McVeigh after this loss. Did you hear this? No. So they, the Giants got absolutely spanked by Sydney. Who Lost are, by 72 points. Yeah, Sydney are flying at the moment. Um, but yeah, smash them. Uh, McVeigh in the presser, clearly frustrated with how the team's going. He's an interim coach of a side that is trendy, treading water and going backwards. GWS kicked two goals after quarter time. Yeah, it's, it's filth. Pathetic. He said... They stand for nothing. Basically, that's Sean. He goes, I think there's a few people who've checked out for the year. Oh. I think there's about eight or nine players who showed up. And then Sean... He named the eight or nine players. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Scorch the earth. He's yeah. not going to be there next year There's either. a few players he didn't name, including a certain out-of-contract mid-forward named Tim- Timothy Taranto. Mm, a quiet game, if I'm looking at my fantasy team. Yes. Mm. Uh, yeah, so he went full scorched earth. He named, he said there's eight or nine players. These are the eight or nine players. That's fucked. Huge. He doesn't care. He knows it's not he he knows it's not his job. They haven't performed well enough oh, no to way. be head coach. Zero chance. Um and I, I yeah, the Giants, they're just a bit irrelevant. They are shit. Send them to Tassie. <laughs> Seriously, what's the point? That's fair enough. True. What is the point? Battle of the boat. <laughs> Battle of the boat. Oh <laughs> fucking hell. Jesus. Uh, there's, a, there's the Dermot Bridge. Mm. Battle of the Bridge. Oof. There's a bridge down there. I'd split the Giants in half. Even like even more so, and have one of them in Launceston, one in Hobart. Battle of the Bridge. Mm. I know you have to cross a bridge to get from one place to the other. The Island Showdown. There's power in that. Is it the Battle of the Bass Strait? Because that's the Bass Battle. (laughs) (laughs) Battle of the Bass is good. Yeah, Battle of the Bass. Yeah, that's powerful. Um, Speaking of powerful, St Kilda's ability to shit their pants. They Huge. were nearly 45 points up in the last quarter and won by 12 points. How can you give up that much of a lead? Okay. Disgusting. We'll get to that. But St. Kilda won by 12 points. Hawthorne kicked a goal just after the siren. So it was actually... Three look, goals. Oh, comfortable. No, 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 no. After, like, after the siren. So it didn't count. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So oh. It, was, it was almost six points. St. Kilda are wobbly. Wow. Are they back in the eight now? No. Yes. Yes, yes they're, they're eighth. I think they're eighth. Yeah. The most unconvincing eighth in the yeah. world. Yeah. Seventh and eighth. Sixth, seventh and eighth. Shit. Carlton. <laughs> Fifth as well. <laughs> we'll get eighth. to that. Mm. 
Uh, Frio, Carlton, St Kilda, six seven days. Wobbly. This this top eight, honestly, every every weekend the footy ends and you look at the the, the ladder and you're like, every every weekend it feels like there's only two wins away from every spot being sewn up and locked in. Yeah. And then none of those results play out and it's like, fucking hell. Every Richmond is still so many teams are still alive. Technically, technically, Gold Coast still mathematically possible. They'd have to go three and zip. <laughs> Um, I will also say that I reckon if you play this podcast from round 13 onwards, I reckon there's like four or five weeks in a row where, Tom, you will say, it's top eight's sewn up now. <laughs> top, eight, top eight's not moving. Yeah. I've got I've to gotta, I've gotta stop. Just quietly. Who here has been calling Sydney top four all year? This guy. Sean Carney. Yeah. They have, they, they're, just, they're just quietly going about it, getting yeah. it done. They got North next week. Then they've got Collingwood. If they beat Collingwood, they'll go top four. And then they've got St. Kilda. That's a pretty juicy run home for the for the Swans. Sydney are already top four, aren't they? Yep. Right now, yes. Yep. Yep. They're currently top four. They they Only- should win at least two of those last three. Very juicy. Oh, that's massive. Tom. Yes. Speaking of juicy comebacks. Yes. Next game. Um. I love a footy team, boys. Tom, be quick about it. We don't have a lot of time, all right? <laughs> We've flown through half the round in under 10 minutes, so... I've got all the time in the world. No, 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 no. No, no, no. we're trying to set a record here, okay? 15-minute <laughs> episode of How Good's Footy. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, nah, look, I, I love my, my boys. Um, huge win. Uh, looked fucked in that quarter time. Got it. Got it back to even-ish. Kind of broke even in that second quarter. Um, and then... Third quarter just went, hey, Bevo, get fucked, champ. So you know how when it comes to Essendon and Brisbane, Joel and I will like to let each other know when we're home, when yeah. we can breathe Correct. and relax, yeah. and yeah. it's generally in the last sort of 60 seconds of the game? Yeah. Yes. When did I tell you you were home, Tom? You told me about halfway through the third quarter. Uh, I told I, you as soon as you hit the front. Yeah, we hit the lead. And <laughs> I said, you're I home. said, stick a fork in it, it's done. Were you wrong? No, it was no, not. I no. knew I wouldn't be. Mm. Um, yeah, what I've what I've liked about us this year is that first quarter blitz by the Bulldogs in previous seasons would have cooked us. Like we would have struggled to get back and probably ended up losing by the margin of whatever it was at quarter time. We've done that in previous years. Yep, it was really nice just for the team to adjust on the run and then basically because the, the issue we we're having is we're just getting killed through the middle. The Bulldogs midfield is absurdly broad and powerful, and then Geelong just went. No, nah, get fucked. Our midfield is also a little bit psycho. Dangerfield put on the the cape that is starting to fray a little bit. It's a bit more tattered than it used to be. Mm-hmm. He just went. He just went to work. Yep. Hitting packs at speed. He like just throwing bodies around. There's a passage of play where he soccers the ball forward out of the middle, pushes past Libba, and then just body lines Caleb Daniel into tomorrow. Picks the ball up, gets it out. We kick a goal. Like it's just that third quarter was was very exciting to watch. Um. Quick shout out, our three small forwards, Myers, Close, and Stengel. They went off the chain in the third quarter. Brad Close this year, you're telling me, Dusha, a friend of yours has had a bet on him every week where he kicks yeah. at least one and get 15 touches? Gamble responsibly. Uh, yeah, one of my friends loves Brad Close uh, because he wears long sleeves and he thinks that he looks good in long sleeves. So he's like 15 disposals and one goal every week. And I think it's come off the last three or four weeks, which has funded his entire year of, well, and then some. Yeah, well, no. Geelong, premiership favorites. Wow. Gamble Jesus. responsibly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, that's stressing me out. I hate. Yep. Um, but yeah, again, they were awesome. Stengel just continues to be ridiculous. Like the amount of time, Sean, he got the ball and it looked like he was going to get tackled. He just takes like two steps back. Yeah. And like players are falling over. He's the best small forward in the game. He's unreal at the moment. Yep. And um, Myers, again, a lot of people talk about his kicking action and how it's a bit weird. And it is. His hands, though, no one talks about how good his handballing is. His yep. hands in close, unreal. Like just yep. through traffic, hits a target. And always in motion, just just runs and runs and runs. He must have a bloody great must running have coach. A very good, yeah. very good running coach. Mm, yeah. One of the best in Geelong. One of the best mm. in Geelong mm. in the world. In the world, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, so huge win. Uh, cop that Bevo. Cats are looking, cats are looking good. And of course, yeah, it was big. Good to see them get up for Joel's Selwood's three hundred fiftieth. Of course, yes. Huge game. Um, we were debating before the show about his impact on the game, and I was saying that he's arguably the greatest player for Geelong in its history. Yeah. Um, a point that I still stand by. Yeah. Um, Instant Hall of Fame. I walk up start in the Hall of Fame. For yep. culture, poor Billy Brownless could be better. Yeah. Oh, for, yeah, cultural attache mm. role of Geelong. Yeah. Mm. That's, definitely, uh, yeah. that's definitely a Brownless role. But yeah, Nathan just, Ablett. 
Oh. <laughs> Nathan Abbott for greatest stories as a from a footballer mm. who just would leave and that story of him sitting in the rooms at halftime watching the game instead of coming back onto the field is one of the funniest things. Just no, didn't I mean, want to be out there or what? Just kind of got distracted. Okay. Just a, he's a, look, he's a unique individual. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> he played like three seasons, won a premiership, retired, came out of retirement, played one season and like two games at the Suns and then retired again. Good on him. Just, you know, good bloke. Anyway, um, yeah, congratulations, Joel Selwood. Big fan. Um, great for him to, to get the win and hopefully he can continue to just... It's going to be weird when he retires. Yeah, yeah. Um, Real soon. Yeah, I, I think this is his last season. Yeah, just that he you don't think he'll step down as captain and play one season where he's just no, like no, no, no. I don't taking the captaincy with him. Oh, do just, you reckon you guys? The- so in NBA, for example, you retire numbers for <sighs> players. Do you reckon that Geelong will retire the, the captaincy? 14. No, no, no. Retire, <laughs> yeah, retire the no captaincy. It's funny. I was just again. thinking that. Yeah, no captains ever again. No, no captains. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have a you don't have a good one lined up anyway. So what's the point? Well, what it's Stewart and Danger. Murderer. Right next to no, thanks. <laughs> hey, Tom Stewart came back. He's very good at football. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, what did he come too. back from? Huh? What did he come back from? Yeah, what did Murdering he come back from? Down mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Still a good boy. Yeah, was was well, it celebrated? Was his return celebrated? Everyone loved to see him back out there? I loved to see him back out there. Mm. Mm. You've got a lot of words to say about when other players do that, though. Like when yeah. Toby Green came back and everyone was like, Toby Green's back. Yes. I will say, from, very from different circumstances. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah, the circumstances are that one plays for Geelong. No, 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 no. Toby Green has a history of being an absolute fucking penis head. <laughs> wow. I'll allow it because yeah. you called him a penis head. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, go Cats. Uh, next game. Sorry, just one more thing. Yep. Just seeing Bevo on the on the TV. He um, is he looking a bit small and weak? He looks like a man. Who, it looks like he's done a weird crash diet and it hasn't gone well for him. What's going on with Bevo? Don't know. The Maybe. mustache is looking a bit haggard too. Like, if anything, he needs to bulk up if he's going to fight me. Uh, are you worried that maybe his team were his sustenance and because they're shit now, he's losing all his powers? It's true. The Bulldogs were the mother's milk to Luke Beveridge. <laughs> now he's just looking, yeah. Maybe shave the mustache and just be reborn again. Shave the head. Go full aero. Wow. Fucking hell. I'm worried though that if- What's does- aerodynamic coaching, I wonder? Just going nuts. Well, no, I think coaches go the opposite way. They mm. like kind of let themselves go, and they get a little bit of like stubble. Okay, Stewie like Jew hair, Stewie <laughs> Jew. Uh, Chris Scott grew the hair out. All of a sudden, looks like a great I just coach. want Bevo to have fun again. He looks like he's not having fun. Get back on the. I want when they Bevo. cut to him in the box. I want him to be eating something completely fucked. <laughs> That's a good of, way to get things. Just a bit of just sushi. get a bit of fun back. Just yeah, eating a, sushi a bento roll. box. Yep, something like that. Maybe some noodles. Do you reckon he needs Fuck. to fight Damian Barrett again? Do you reckon that'll revitalize him? Headbutt him. Perhaps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what he needs to do. You're right. He's. He he was revitalized after he got Tom Morris fired from his career. <laughs> that did sort of charge him up, he and the dogs to, lifted a little bit. He needs to end another journalist yeah. career. That's what getting him well, back on. Yeah, Damo Barrett's just sitting there waiting for He's it. Ready to go? That four-eyed fuck. I wonder if Bev, I got a tattoo of Kane Corns, if things would improve. Oh, <laughs> what if he teamed up with Kane Corns? Did a podcast with Kane. Whoa. Whoa. What about if? Ken Corns one day became his spiritual advisor. Sunday footy show. He's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damo says something fucked and Ken Corns like, yeah, yeah, I've actually got a guest I want to bring out. It's Bevo. Fucking and then you hell. just hear, you have like Billy going, Bevo's got a chair. He's hit him with a chair. <laughs> Billy comes back on the show. <laughs> yeah, that. Oh, fuck. <laughs> wow. Just great. Bevo having theme music, so you know he's coming out. <laughs> what would his theme song be? Oh, I don't even know. It'd be like it'd be like something a bit chill, but you know, it's like, like April Sun in Cuba or fucking <laughs> something like that. <laughs> you imagine being like K Sound for some reason. K oh, now K Sound feels like that's Stewie Jew's walkout music. <laughs> what if you're watching Sunday Footy Show and suddenly you just hear the Freed from Desire song, and everyone's oh, like, "What the fuck?" And then and Bevo it, runs, takes out Barrett, yeah. puts his glasses on, sits down, and is like, "Yes, I'm <laughs> I'm the, the cunt now." I'm <laughs> sliding doors every week, just replace the set of about teams. It's just always about if I punch Barrett in the face, he will not be able to see properly. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I think they should do that. Also, I reckon if that happened on the Sunday Footy Show, people wouldn't even talk about it because they're like, "Yeah, that's not that much kept more chaotic than it's, it usually it's is." Wouldn't have been the most cooked thing that happened on it. Yeah, Billy comes back on and does the countdown of TJ's top five moments and does the back-to-back highlights of him being <laughs> rejected by Rebecca Judd. I just like the idea of more theme music for people. Mm. What would Fagan's theme be? 
I don't know. I'm an old washed old, up cunt. Old man river. <laughs> <laughs> Just old man. He's coming out waving to the crowd. Uh, trucks. Thomas the Tank Engine theme song. <laughs> What's Chris Scott's? Well, in the lockdown era, I can surf in USA. Yeah. He's still got that hair, though. What would Chris Fagans be? I think Old Man River. <laughs> needs to be some sort of song about, nah, everything's okay. Don't worry. Oh, uh, every little thing's going to be all right. Don't worry about a thing. Yeah. What about Born to Run? <laughs> what, run away from a challenge. Uh, fuck. <laughs> run away from defensive structure. Oh, Jesus. I, I, I really want, I don't know who which coach it suits, and we might be able to brainstorm it. Yeah. I would love for a coach to come out to high voltage. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, for. By um, Electric Six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what? You know, I you meant the ACDC No, 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 no. By hold, don't you know we keep starting fires? It's my desires. It's my desires. <laughs> I'm trying to think because uh, the band Tism have a song called I Might Be a Cunt, But I'm Not a Fucking Cunt. And I'm sure that could definitely fit. I reckon that's, that's Bevo. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. That's the song that plays and then he, pun- he says that then punches Barrett. Well, it is technically footy linked because... Yeah, one of the lyrics of the song is like, uh, I barrack for the power, but never for the crows. Saying that cunts barrack for port power, but fucking cunts barrack for Adelaide. I could also picture Bevo beating the shit out of Barrett to like, um, I'll do anything for love. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's big stuff. Huge stuff. Uh, What's the next game? Speaking of Adelaide and fucking cunts. They won. They rolled over the top of Carlton, who... Vossi has an uphill battle in front of him. Well, that's when legends respond. Mm. Unfortunately, he doesn't play for Carlton. Might have to. There's no rules to say that he can't. There is no rule currently in AFL that says a dog cannot coach a team. <laughs> a dog? <Yep. laughs> Airbud reference. Okay. okay. I forgot how obsessed with Airbud you were. Um, yeah, no, Carlton. Uh, suck shit. Um, they probably only needed one more win to lock in finals, I'm pretty yeah. sure. So yeah. now they have to beat either Brisbane, uh, Collingwood, Collingwood or, or Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah. And round 23 is, is against Collingwood. Carlton v Collingwood. That could be for top eight. Could be for top four. For both Juicy. teams. It'll be, that's a could mean game. that they play each other the next week in a final. <laughs> Anything is possible right now. Kevin Garnett was right. He was He's never wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then the next game, Gold Coast almost did a huge piss and a huge shit in their shorts. They nearly did. Because they were... They were like 20-something points up or 30 oh, points up. I thought more. So at one point in the game, they were 27 points up, I believe. And they nearly choked that lead. But in the last quarter, they were 31 points up. Sean, how do you feel about giving up a lead like that? Uh, what do you think of that? It sounds disgusting from where I'm So sitting. 31 Jeez. points up in the last quarter. Uh, West Coast kicked the last... Five or six, I think. So West Coast kicked seven goals in the last quarter to Gold Coast three. Where's that been all year? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I think. Yep. Fuck West Coast? Fuck West Coast. Ah. Oh. Adam Simpson. Freo's the captain now. Adam Simpson walks out to... Uh, Freo's the captain now. <laughs> Adam Simpson walks out to the Beatles, I'm so tired. <laughs> just need a song that is just kill me now. Yeah. Somebody kill me by Adam yeah. Sandler from yeah. The Wedding Singer. That's yeah. actually what was in my head. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that'd be great. Gold Coast, roller coaster year. Yep. Just even within games. They're up, they're down. They're doing huge comebacks. They're winning after the siren. They're they, narrowly missing out on finals. They're getting smashed by a team in the bottom four by 10 goals. Baffling. If but all things go well, next year should be juicy. Should be huge. West Coast, don't know what to say. I mean, they're still, they're still mathematically possible. They're alive. Yeah, not going to happen, but you can dream. I'm backing myself with that. No one responded, so I'm going to say it again. Stewie Juicy or Stuart Juicy? Oh. oh well, depends. Stuart Juicy was Stuart my Juicy. father. <laughs> <laughs> Stuart Juicy's good, I reckon. What's Stuart the other Juicy. option? Stewie Juicy. Yeah. No, nah, Stuart Juicy. Stuart Juicy. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Fuck. What's that's, he coming out to? That's very good. Um, the Subway theme song. <laughs> I don't even no, know what no, no. He's coming out to Rocky like a hurricane, right? <laughs> <laughs> or like the theme from Rocky. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, or, or he's coming out of something that like feels like it's like, Actually, you know it'd be fucking great. I, I don't know which coach. No, Stuart Jew comes out to killing in the name of. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about well next year? Because Gold Coast probably the first year Gold Coast make the finals. What about feels like the first time? Ooh, oh yeah, nice. Yeah, that's Very good. Nice. That's good. Yeah. Next game, Sean. Yes, you have the floor. Thank you. Uh, this segment is brought to you by On the Nature of Daylight by Max Richter. 
Um, <laughs> is that your walkout music, Sean? Yeah, I think so. It's the theme of Inner Peace. Yeah. The journey towards Inner Peace. Anyway, um, Brisbane lost. They were up by 42 points at one stage. Um, looked really good at halftime. Looked fantastic for the first quarter and a half. I saw some signs heading into halftime that made me a little nervous. Um, hence, when you, you know, asked me if I was happy at halftime, I said, mm, it was okay. You were pacing during yeah. halftime. Oh, a lot of pacing. A lot of staring out at the ocean. Um, <laughs> Saying, I'm coming. Yeah, I've, I did think I was going to walk into it. Brisbane look really good when everything's going their way. They look like you know one of the best teams in the comp, I think. Yep. Joey Danaher kicked three goals in the first quarter. Yes. Eric Hipwood was, was on fire. He had a really good game across the board, I thought. Everyone was lively. Harris Andrews and Darcy Gardner were looking good. Kadeen Coleman, absolutely flying. He's the he's the big steal of the year. Like he's just fantastic. What pick did you get him at? I'm trying to think. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was an academy pick. Didn't you have to go a bit early though, because Collingwood tried to bid on him? Uh, maybe I can't remember, but it wouldn't have been like it would have been around thirty upwards. I'd say steal. He's been fantastic when he in his early career. Um, I think we played him sort of half forward which is really fucking hard for a young player to come in. Yep. And then sort of the back end of last year, someone got injured at one point and he just came in and played a half back. And it was like, fucking hell, Coleman is a half back. Looks great. Maybe that solves the speed issue and things like that. It does. It was fantastic. He ran himself into the ground, actually. He had to hit the pickle juice real hard. He was off the <laughs> ground for about 10 or 12 minutes. Yep. And then immediately cramping. came back on and hit two contests at full speed. Yeah. Now, what was the thing VT said? He had straight line disease. VT had a bad day. Had a shocking um, day. He's perhaps had a bad several years. I was about to say, when was his last good day? And yeah. why was it the 2016 grand final call on uh, Triple M? Yeah. Fuck! When Boyd kicked that goal, something in him broke, and it's yeah. never been put back together. No. Um, so then, yeah, so then Richmond basically then, Brisbane were running through the corridor. Richmond took that away in the second half and yep. started to play their you know, classic chaos game. Brisbane don't have the speed to match that. Defensively, we suck shit, to be quite honest. We used to be a really good defending team when Luke Hodge was there. Now they're crap. And a big part of it, too, it's not just like on the feet of Harris Andrews. It's the midfield defensive aspects yeah, as well. They don't push back hard enough? No, they don't push back hard enough. They're not getting it done. There's no rich hurt you, too. Though. No rich hurt and no Stasevic really hurt, particularly when it got like close late. We didn't have the on-field leadership. Well, I think certain clubs, like you talked about Joel Selwood, Tom, he gets you over the line. Brisbane don't have a get-you-over-the-line player because their leader is Dane Zorko, who probably gave... Three or four goals indirectly or directly through free kicks and just through bullshit that he does. And that's stock standard by him. You actually just expect it now and it's like, well, there he goes again. I, I've said it before. I've honestly, I'm like, he just shouldn't be the captain of this team. I would go even further. If he was to retire at the end of this year, I wouldn't be sad. <laughs> and yeah. I wouldn't. He's been a fantastic Servant of the club and all that. But fuck me, his leadership kills us. It absolutely kills us. Lockie Neal isn't impacting in the same way he was earlier in the year. Um, Hugh McCluggage, like these guys can just get shut down. We don't have the mongrel in us to like fight it out. When things get hard, Brisbane have kind of fallen apart. And one of Fagan's big things is like when we lose, we learn. And what I think we've seen in the last three or four years where we've been a decent, like a top four sort of team. What are they actually learning? Because I watch it and I'm like, you're losing the same way every time you do. Yeah. A team hits back at you hard and we don't. We never seem to have those games where we're playing well and the other team's playing well at the same time, those classic matches. It's either we're doing really well or they play well and we can't stop momentum. Yeah. So I think it is a coaching – it's becoming a coaching issue. If you're up by seven goals and at no point – and it's a pretty senior team now, pretty experienced team. Yeah. How come no one on the field – or no one in the coach's box can do anything that can stop them from like a 50-point turnaround and stealing the game from us. Yeah. It's fucking crazy, to be honest. Yeah, It's it's one of those things. We must have read the same article because there was an article maybe on the AFL doc website about the Brisbane game that said they lack a talisman. They talked oh, about yeah. Joel Selwood. They talked about how Martin, when Richmond were really good, had had Martin. Yeah. Luke Hodge had that at Hawthorne. Teams have that like talismanic figure who just goes, no, no, no. Let's go. And they're like, I'll carry it. it. Come with me. Yeah. Brisbane, just, they just frankly don't have that. Have they, I think have they in had years that? gone by, Robbo sort of fit the bill. Yeah. But he's it's just gotten too hard for him now. Yeah, he's a bit too old. His weapons are a little bit blunted from what they were in like sort of peak 2019 for him, yep. I think. And yep. then outside of him, you know, Matho, Matho's having a fair crack, but it's just like I'd love Jared Berry to do more. Like, I just look all around the ground and I'm like, we don't, we're like, you know, when like Hawthorne were a good team, they're like mongrel cunts. Yeah. Brisbane don't really seem to have any, I don't know, there's just not enough fight. 
Yeah. I think. When things go bad, Brisbane don't stand up. They tend to just sort of fall away. And so after this game, I went for a walk. Yeah. I think I was gone for like an hour. You were, I yeah. went down to the beach. It was raining. It's also worth noting. It was that. raining. I forgot my rain jacket. Um, frustrating. Put my <laughs> headphones in, listened to Max Richter, and just had a long walk. And I was just thinking about the game. And it's just, I don't know how to get this in a piece because it's not going to be from a premiership this year. I can tell you that. Def- team the best defensive teams win the premiership. Mm-hmm. Brisbane have three weeks before finals to like they're not going to turn this around in three weeks. So I think it's what I've probably said all year. I think we're sort of a top six sort of team. Well, you're now fifth or well, fifth, and like if we lose our next three games, which are all very like they're tricky, dangerous games. Yep. Um, some of them are quite hard, even like the one against Melbourne. Is that round 23? It's possible that Brisbane missed the finals. I don't think that's going to happen. I think no. they'll probably steady a little bit, win two out of the three, or maybe they win all three. I don't know. The two Gabba games help you, I think. Yeah, against Carlton and Melbourne, and then there's one against St Kilda and Melbourne, which you just don't know what to expect with St Kilda, yeah. or with Brisbane. When Brisbane come to Melbourne, it's like, you, God, you've got to feel for the Victorian fans. Yeah. Um, I will also say, one thing that we almost forgot to mention about this game is, Cunt of the Game Award goes to Jack, Jack Rewalt. Oh, that was grubby. <laughs> Start the man's. Oh yeah, fuck. Okay, I'd forgotten it in my yeah. rage. He did a lot of just cunt, dumb cunt things because he's not that good a player anymore. I've been perfectly honest. No. But Tom Lynch took a mark or got no, a free got kick. A free got a free kick. kick. Got a free kick. Ball is in his hands From- in the goal square. And, and Lynch- Tom Lynch too, who's been struggling a bit, would love the confidence of kicking some goals. He had a great second half, by the way. He did. Yeah, he kicked four one in the end. Yeah, but this he had was- a, a real shaky start. Jack Rewalt just came in, pinched it out of his hand, ran in, and kicked the goal. It's probably the grubbiest thing I've seen. From it's not like, and it's, it's not. Not- Lynch handballed it to him. Lynch kind of watches him like a, you know when you take something off a kid just before they cry, and they're yeah. like they're trying to process how this happened. Yeah, that's what Lynch looks. It's like. honestly pathetic, and I like I wish Brisbane had won because then I think there'd be more pressure on that moment. Yeah, things get forgotten in a win, but I think if Richmond were to have lost, yeah, that's like that'd be one of the critical things you'd look back on and go, well, that's just fucking selfish. How yeah. do you do that to your team, mate? I mean, so, I understand why he does it because look at his coach. Players play on to advantage quite often from a free kick and will kick a goal because it makes it certainty. But it's already certainty because he's on the top of the goal square. Yep. And it's not like the ball's on the ground and he's played on. He's ripped it out of his yeah. teammates. Yeah, and it's, not like, it's not like Lynch kind of tapped it up or let it, like, passed it along. Or even, like, held it out. Yeah. He's getting up holding. <laughs> yeah. Um, some questionable umpiring. Yes. But the Brisbane, Brisbane's, yeah, I mean, it was dumb, but it, like it, yeah, whatever. Brisbane surrendered a, a seven goal lead. It's like, yeah. you're not good enough, so whatever. It yeah. doesn't matter. It is worth, I mean, yeah. guess the goal review is probably worth noting because it was just not like even like it from a bad umpiring point of view. It was just really confusing yeah. and weird. Well, if you're at the game, it would be more confusing. My brother called me and said, yeah, we just actually at the game had no idea what the fuck had happened because they did the score review and it's a clear goal. And then they're kind of like, so what the fuck happened? What happened was it was a free kick for a, um, the Push. Richmond guy did a huge jump forward and milked a free kick. Yeah. The umpire said, give me the ball. It's your free kick. We've got to check the video anyway. There's no point to check the video. Yeah, because the yeah, score isn't going to register. I think I read today something like the umpire actually got confused about which team had been involved in the free kick oh, or something like right. that. Like he thought it had been the attack. I don't know. Some weird thing. The umpire, so see, the umpire but, lost his mind. So initially he's like, yeah, we need to see if it's a goal though because then the advantage is the goal. And then as he's called it, he's realized, oh, fuck, it's the wrong team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Just one more thing on the umpiring. This isn't this isn't like an influence the game type thing, whatever. Brisbane weren't good enough to win, so I'm not trying to complain about umpires. But they, I don't know if it was one guy in particular or all three of them having a go. None of them could bounce the ball in the middle of the ground. The amount of times they called the ball back, and then there was one crucial one where it went out, and you're like, fuck, here we go, and they call back again. And I reckon he got embarrassed to do it again. <laughs> so it was play on, 50. and then, yeah, Richmond kicked a goal from it. And it's like, well, that one should be called back. Like, yeah. There was a few moments like that. It's just bullshit. Richmond, Throw hate the ball them. Up. They're cunts. You got to respect the tenacity to get back and win, though. Sean. Brisbane just need to be harder mentally, and Fagan, like they really need to have a good hard look at what's going on up there. But if you are a Brisbane supporter, Sean, your advice would be to go for a walk and listen to some Max. Yeah, no, nah, it is, but just be realistic and be like, we're not going to win this year. <laughs> you never stop believing. This is the thing, like within a piece. Um, hope will always survive as long as you keep believing, and so I believe Brisbane will win a grand final. I don't know if it's going to be this year. I believe it can be. Miracles can happen. We've seen the Bulldogs climb off the canvas and yep. go on a finals run. So just the next three weeks, it's all about 
getting the best position, I guess, in the top eight and then trying to have a fucking crack. But you would look at it on exposed form and be like, I cannot actually fathom how they could do this. What is your form at the moment? Well, the form's not great. Like, I think we were eight and one, and then since then we're we're five and five. Yeah, five and five. So, So, yeah. And even when we were eight and one, if you remember, I wasn't super positive. Because no, and no. and people think I was crazy, but like if you were to watch Brisbane as I do week in week out, there were yeah the wins weren't convincing. We smashed North Melbourne, but North were you know it's no disrespect to them, but at that point, witches hat sort of level to be honest. Um, so yeah, Brisbane they just haven't been that impressive this year. Four- it's never really clicked, and yet they've been living in the top four for pretty much the whole year. So there's always that belief that. It might something might crazy might just click well, I mean, and it might happen. But you look at it and you go, when a team plays well, Brisbane can't really handle it when it's a good team. There've been years though, like in Richmond's sustained period, where they had like they like hit points in this season where it looked like they were going to stumble into finals. Yeah, I know, but they, they also Melbourne, had points though, Tom, yeah. where they had blocks in the season where like fuck, they look powerful. And Brisbane have never had that. They've been like in the premiership odds still high up just because of ladder position and because of previous seasons. But they haven't had a period of sustained dominance, and particularly yet since the bye, five and five is fucking crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to look at Brisbane, who are fifth with five and five, and Essendon, who are fourteenth with five and five. Yeah, yeah. Since the bye, since Jesus. the bye, the difference yeah. is they went eight and one, and you went one and eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just yeah, some things to work on. Really, I've been saying for a long time now. Look out for this fixture, the Brisbane v Richmond. We'll find out, and I think we did find out. Yeah. Well, this was always the danger game. You'd been calling it the danger game for weeks. Not so much like it was. It's always going to be a danger game, but it was more. It was the barometer of like Mm. the yardstick. What did we learn from the Melbourne debacle? And you could say, oh, but look at that first half we had. We're up by forty-two. But it's like, look how badly Richmond played. Yeah, Richmond don't play that badly that often. And I don't think it was. I think it was less about Richmond underperforming than Brisbane being so dominant that they shut Richmond down, if you know what I mean. Richmond steadied in the coach's box and did a few things to block off the corridor and all these little things, and then Brisbane just sort of wilted. And you you kept watching it and thinking, oh, surely at some point, like Richmond can't sustain this for a whole half. Brisbane will have a little period. And they had their time. They had Robbo missed an easy goal. I think Big O missed one, possibly Joey. I can't remember. They they had opportunities and they didn't take them. And Richmond took opportunities and won the game, and that's what good teams do. Next game. So while this the previous game was happening, uh, from halftime onwards, I'd fired up the Essendon North Melbourne game on my phone. Yep. Things went pretty smoothly. Uh, I just kept most of the what I was seeing to myself out of respect. Yep. Um, Jake Stringer kicked, I think, five goals. He did, yes. 5-3, which is a real <laughs> Noah Bolter effort. Jesus. Oh, no, Shea Bol- Bolton. Shea Bolton. Bolton. Yeah. Yeah. Noah Bolton. Did he went- go 0-3 and then come home with five? Because <laughs> Noah no, Bolton went 0-4, I think. Yeah. 2-1. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think he kicked... So Stringer kicked three in the first quarter. Yeah. And then was quiet. And then I think kicked maybe two in the... Yeah, two in a minute in the last quarter. Yeah. Just, you know, close, close the door. Yeah. Um, it was also worth noting that Zach Merritt had a pretty quiet first half. Disgusting, really. Yeah. Uh, so if, you, if you're if a fantasy him, coach, oh. you would be spewing. Imagine half-time. if you'd made him captain at half time and you're seeing 37 times two. That's only not a big number that I can't remember. Uh, you know, 74? Yeah. Great news, though, because uh, in the back half, he scored, I think, around 145 fantasy points. It's yeah. actually insane. Um, and ca- came home with. 172? Yeah. Yeah. So if you did captain him, he would have finished in the 300s. Which I did, and he did. Uh, Mason Redman continuing to look like he's probably going to win our best in Ferris if Merritt doesn't. Yep. Um, He's a Jet. He kicked one from 55 on the run. His favorite. I don't know why teams let this happen. I guess, like, Essendon is not really that much of a threat. But he did it against Sydney as well, and it hurt them of, like, just giving someone takes a mark... Just outside the forward 50, and he's just lingering. And you're like, the moment he starts running, they're going to handball it to him. He's going to have a ping. Yeah. And he did. He did. And he nailed it. And he put the horns were out. I love the horn celebration. It's he, he's, he should have. <laughs> there's a tattoo. There's a tattoo. Oh, <laughs> Mason Redmond's horns. <laughs> the horns. And on top of the horns, he's holding up the Premiership Cup. Oh, 2023. Uh, James Stewart came back for the first time in. A long time, and he kicked three. I didn't know he was still on your list. Yeah, well, he is a kick three, uh, played up forward, which I think we also, when he's in, we kind of play him. We usually well, he's use been him playing him in the back line because you've needed, yeah. needed defenders, and he's done well in the back line. Yeah, he's been in the VFL most of the year, and I think he's been kicking bags every now and then. So 
Forward's definitely the place how, for him. Do you know how Hurley's going in the VFL? Uh, he's playing. He's I only saw the first game back. He had like five touches. It was pretty sort of yeah, slow I, return. It's, yeah. I, I I don't think he's been playing well enough that a farewell game is on the yeah, cards yet. Damn. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Essendon won. Essendon won. Peter Wright is uh, is clear fourth in the Coleman, which is funny. That is actually fucked because he had a period (laughs) of the year where he was really quiet. Yeah. He started well, I think. Did he start well? I thought he jumped out of the blocks and everyone was like, oh, Peter. Right. No, I think that was last year. Oh, okay. This year he's kind of was quite early and has just kind of built yeah, right consistently fuck. across the back half of the year. Yeah, I think it was round three was when he kicked a shitload of goals. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so two goals against Geelong round one, three against Brisbane, four against Melbourne, three against... Uh, actually, no, he's just kicked... Kicking threes and fours. Bags the three and four. Wow, consistent. Or no goals against Fremantle round five. One against Collingwood, four against the Dogs, six against Hawthorne, two against Sydney. I'm probably thinking of that week, the two weeks where he kicked zero and one, and it was like, ah, he's dropped off. He's dropped off. And then he Back to normal six. business, and then he went bang. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he went two, zero, zero. Zero? What the fuck? He went three weeks in a row without kicking a goal. That's what. Okay, fourth, that's what I'm yeah. thinking. Yeah, he kind of dipped off a bit, but now he's, he's somehow fourth still. <laughs> well, yeah, because after the bye, he's gone... Zero four four. Come on, phone. Come on, load. Guess we'll never know. My phone stopped loading and fast. Ah, that's mm. good. Yeah, it is good. It's good to have a key forward. Good to have a key forward. A reliable one. Hey, it is good to have a reliable key forward. Yep. Uh, love Peter Wright. Two of them for you. We got two yeah. of them. Yeah. Tommy Hawkins, Jeremy Cameron. Tom Hawkins too. Also, him and Joel Selwood are now three hundred games. Together as players, I think puts them third on the all time yeah, list. That's fucked, but it's not Geelong's time now, Tom. No, sorry, just it came up. No, but all seriousness, that's really impressive. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, this was kind of, I guess, scary for us because Essendon could have easily been flat after losing last week and also had no midfield uh, and got absolutely fucked in the clearances as a result. Uh, North Melbourne doubled our clearances. Yeah. yeah. Um, because who are you playing next week? Uh, Giants. Oh, fucking hell. Are you still mathematically possible? No. no. (laughs) Mark McVeigh and Herb could defect halfway through that game in disgust. Well, I'm also a little- take one of them. McVeigh? Fuck Herb. Yeah. (laughs) Although it is also scary because like sometimes when you've got a coaching staff that played or was involved with one club, they're like, well, we know their tricks, so- I don't think they would know their tricks. It's so long neither ago, have though. been yeah. there for so many years, yeah. and Essendon are only just figuring out what their tricks are. That's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> I hope they do think that. Herdy's like, I know their tricks, and just pulls a needle out. <laughs> and Mark's like, no, no, we're no. not doing that anymore. No, no, Herdy. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, good stuff. And look, if you're a North Melbourne supporter, there was still some bright spots because Jai Simpkin had 41 touches. Jesus. He's uh, powering through the year. Stevenson also had 34 touches. He's an enigma, that boy. He is a fascinating player. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, Horn Francis also had a pretty big game, so that's good. How many did he have? Uh, 24, 25. Good for him. Bouncing yeah. back, building just, up some form. Just keep working your way Taking it into uh, next sorry, year. 21 touches and one tackle. That's good. Mm. Mm, the one tackle, he want to change that tackle stat. Don't worry, he will. Yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, because Jai Simpkins probably better look. Uh, 41 touches, five tackles. I guess you can look at Merritt. Too much of the ball for him. Yeah. 38. Take off 10 touches and add 10 tackles. <laughs> and we're cooking. Yeah, I mean, Merritt- Then we're winning in- flags. Merritt probably won't impress you that much either because 38 touches, 10 tackles. 10 tackles? <laughs> that is good, though. That is good. For a Hitting 10 tackles is good, yeah. Um, also, Stringer had 14 touches but laid seven tackles. Seven for him. That's okay. good. Ooh, That's a good sign for- Langford laid five tackles. Stringer needs to have the biggest <laughs> preseason of his fucking life. Well, they'll say like he, he does has. every year. <laughs> yeah. Well, he had, yeah, he played a pretty good game, but it was against bottom of the ladder. So. Imagine a year where he does not get injured. Well, it'd be like last year. Australian. Coleman. Yeah. Brownlow. Norm cool. Smith. <laughs> Jake Stringer's Brownlow speech would be... He'd be fired. <laughs> yeah. They'd take it off him. Channel 7 would lose their license, yeah. their broadcasting license. Well, it was like, it'll be the same tension that happened the moment Dusty hit the stage. They're like, oh no, what yeah. is he going to say? So I've gone looking, I wanted to look up some tackle stats yep. going through the weekend who had some big ones. And I'm looking and I'm going, oh, there hasn't been too many. But then I get to Rowbottom, who played for Sydney, 23 touches, one goal, 13 tackles. That's good. That's a juicy performance. Fucking hell. A uh, lot of lot of not quite double figures earlier than that. Let's just see here. Eleven tackles to Brad Crouch. That's all right. That's not really. That's not really what I'm after. I want. I don't think I'm going to get better than. I don't think I'm going to get better than uh, thirteen. No. Yeah. No. I'm just no. Um, one thing I forgot. Just back to Brisbane quickly. Bailey got injured, and he was in hospital actually. Oh, with some yeah. kidney. I think a kidney issue. No, it wasn't in his lungs. Wasn't he spitting up, coughing up blood? My kidney, though, is gnarly. I need to check that. That's not good from him. Uh, internal damage. Kidney blow. Jesus. I think he's been released from hospital now, though, but oh, I don't know if he'll play this week. But yeah, he, it looked like a sort of innocuous thing. Um, got him in the wrong spot. Yeah. And then, of course, we got to activate um, our very wisely chosen sub, <laughs> Darcy Ford. They, the fact they continue to do that. Well, that was the exact makes moment. Me sick. Chris the- Fagan, though. Did say? Oh, did he say? Fuck, we got that wrong. Because yes. you know what? They also got it wrong last week. Or whenever did we play Gold Coast last week? We lost a player. Rich went off for ten minutes to go. Tight game. Darcy Fort came on. We were fucking very lucky to get away with that. Now I understand the logic behind making that choice when Danaher and Hipwood weren't available. Because if you lost a big, look at Danaher, have- Hipwood, McStay down the other end. They've got Gardner, Andrews, Adams. What do they want? So who would you have put as medical sub? Dev, Dev Robertson. Robertson. Yeah. yeah. Jackson Pryor. Someone who can run. I think the ideal medical sub is someone who can play forward, mid, or back. As simple as yeah. that. Lockie Neal. Or, or someone or someone <laughs> who can come on and play a role so that a player who someone can Someone who do- can run. Yeah. Like, you look what happened. And then, so they lost Grimes. And that's a pretty crucial thing when Brisbane's forward line was looking good. It was but like, then they Jesus. brought in- They brought on um, Pickett. Rioli. Uh, Rioli. No, Rioli. Yeah, Junior. Morris Rioli. Morris Rioli. Junior. Yeah, so he came on and like, fucking hell, look at the run he provided. I think he kicked a goal pretty quick yeah, yeah. after coming on. So it's- we get Darcy Ford, who has no impact, no disrespect, because he's been really good for us this year. But that's not the role that you want him to play. Yeah. And they've done it again and again. And I'm glad that Fagan's admitted to it now. But like, fuck me. Yeah. They're too stubborn up there. Uh, and we- I'm a stubborn man. <laughs> we had uh, Jai Menzi play his first game as a medical sub. He got activated. Ten touches. Good boy. Five kicks, five handballs, a tackle. Oh, that's good. What would it be better? Five tackles. Um, five, five, five. That is the triple five, baby. <laughs> took, took three marks. And also there was one point where like, his eyes lit up. He got the ball. It was very... like The goals were an option, but he was like, I won't be a hero. Just a huge bullet pass to, I think, Jones, who kicked the goal. Was in a better spot. Good boy. Unselfish. Good work, Bombs. Um, Joel, Tom. you got any emails, mate? We have Tom and two weeks ago, maybe three, I put a call out. And I think that this is going to be a good week because Tom, uh, Tom you've got the win. Yep. Sean, you've got the loss. Me and you will need this, I reckon. Tom, and you'll enjoy it because I'm going to say the word comes a lot. Oh, yes. Because two or three weeks ago, I said, email us, let us know which footballers make you do big comes because that's the kind of energy Haggard's Footy needs to recapture, especially at the pointy end of the year. My season's fucked. Your season's fucked. Fine. Well, yeah, fucked. And Tom, you're premiership favourites. So. Stressed. Uh, let's start with Dan, uh, who says, Tipper kicking the sealer against North Melbourne in 2019 resulted in the biggest come. 
Sorry, Tom, but also that Nick Davis final quarter against Geelong in 20, uh, 2005. I respect is, that and understand. Is a big cum moment. It from is. Dan. We then have Shay. Subject, fuck the D's. Uh, but then the email just says, Jamara Ugelhagen makes me do big cums. It's true. <laughs> Especially when he kicks five. Fucking hell. Um, then. He looked up and about at the start of the Bulldogs game this week, too. We got a fresh one while recording. <laughs> Whoa. So Jake's also emailed us. Subject, footballers that make you come. Jake says, Dan Butler. When he's on, he's on. Love that man. I miss his mullets. And then the one that's coming in red hot and fresh is from Owen. <laughs> which which is not which is not about a player that makes him do a big come. Oh. But in fact, a player whose nickname is Cummy. <laughs> Okay. Dear footy purveyors of the highest order, this may have already been covered on How Good's Footy and I missed it, but I wanted to bring to the pod's attention, if it hasn't already, that Richmond's Cumberland's nickname is Cummy. Maybe this was column knowledge. That's... But I was only aware of it when Cochin was asked about Cummy blowing it at the end of the draw with Freo the round before last and casually said, we would have loved for Cummy to go back and have a shot. I've played a lot of team sports and accordingly played alongside teammates with some pretty fucked nicknames. But none as good slash bad as Cummy. If you were each named Cumberland, would you love or hate the Cummy Monkey? Cheers for the great pot as always, Owen. I think if you call Cumberland, Cumby is way Cumbie better. Cumby would be, yeah. Somewhere along the line it got lost in translation. <laughs> now. Just Cumbie. on just on Cummy. He was a Brisbane Lions Academy player. Oh, was he really? Yeah, Brisbane wanted to get, and then Richmond swooped in out of nowhere with like a pretty early bid. And I don't think Brisbane either wanted to match that high or had the points to do it, so they pinched him. Bastards. Yep. And then he killed us. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, and finally, one that slipped through the cracks because their name isn't attached to it and their email address is cooked. But I'm assuming their name is Mike based on what I can see. Big cum. Subject was it a subject? Yep. Max King, next question. <laughs> that's it. That's all it says. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. That's good. Um now finally, Sean, I yeah. want to throw over to you because you sent an email on the show last week. I did. And we got a response. You're kidding. Should I read the email? I don't think I read our one out last yeah, week. Yeah, read them both. I'm I'm <clears throat> he's replied though. Stu has replied. Here we go. Fucking hell. Dear Mr. Martin, we hope this email finds you well and in good health. Now let's get straight to business. As the coach of the Howgoods Footy Reserves fantasy team, Jake Stringer Stan, you have an obligation to yourself and the integrity of the league to manage your team in a way that fits the spirit of the competition. With an 0-19 and 19 coaching record at the end of the home and away season, and to what a casual observer would call no changes made to your team during this losing campaign, questions have been raised repeatedly. Please respond with a formal account of what has happened to your team this season and why this has been allowed to occur on your watch. We look forward to hearing your prompt reply. Kind regards, Howard's Footy Internal Affairs Team. <laughs> and he responded, Sean. We got a response. This is incredible. Joel, would you like me? Good morning, Howgood's Footy Internal Affairs team. I am at a loss, and after some soul-searching, all I can truly ask for is forgiveness. Like my iPhone screen I type on, I stand before you as a broken man. (laughs) I could attempt to placate my absence with some backwards logic, e.g. a losing streak is still a streak, and for The Undertaker to go 21-0 and at WrestleMania, some people just needed to lose. I can offer you some insights to a personal note to gather sympathy for a, for a potential reprieve, such as not being a fan of the team name you have chosen in a rush, general life issues, moving house and a new job being stressful and time-consuming, despair at the state of the world, the impending birth of my child severely limiting my free time, not noticing the weekly AFL send reminders to set my team emails that went into my spam folder. I pride myself as an honest, hard-working man, and I now realize that I have fallen short of the standard expected of me. <laughs> The integrity of a newbie Aussie Rules Fantasy League is something <laughs> sacrosanct. Yeah, and sacrosanct. Fun- yep. And fundamentals to all of us as humans. It's sacred, Joe. Yeah, I I got the context. Yep. Um, I can only hope to raise my as of yet unborn child to be a better person than I. Wouldn't be hard. <laughs> is it more? I hope I have somewhat wormed my way into your good graces and perhaps in future seasons may I attempt the redemption arc. Oh, Absence makes the heart grow fonder after all. 
I shall, of course, humbly accept any punishments dished out for my actions. Best, Mr. Absent. Can I just say, on that though, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of reasons. You know, some- Sorry, John, just before you jump into it, yeah. I think what he's done is a traitorous cunt move against the show and the, and the league. So we now have to open TC Court. <sighs> I wasn't expecting to be dragged into TC Court. Tom, you have, you have the floor. Well, so I guess that the case I was going to make there was uh, that he has he's identified a number of reasons, uh, provided evidence as to why he was unable to update his team. Do any of those reasons hold up? Bold I would like under to, the microscope. I would like to present. I would, I would like to present before you go, Joel. I'd like to present Exhibit A as to why they didn't hold up to water. Um, you could go back through the tapes. I reckon we've been calling out Stu Martin in the podcast for about ten weeks. It's possible that due to all these. <clears throat> circumstances he's listed. He's not listening to the podcast because he didn't respond to any of those, but he responded rather promptly to an email. It is it is interesting. I will also say, though, the excuse, I don't like my team name. You can change your team hey, name. That's his point. fault. Not been a fan of the team name. General life issues. Could be his <laughs> fault. Could be your fault, too. <laughs> Moving house. You don't, you know. Yeah, that's you I, I, moved, the house. I moved house. New job. You wanted it. Uh, despair at the general state of the world. That is one that I can be like, hmm, yeah, yeah, fair enough. But wouldn't a way the impending birth of that- a child? Well, why don't you earn the respect of that child <laughs> by playing well as a good coach? Uh, not noticing the weekly AFL. No, that's just bullshit. That's nineteen weeks of just. Yeah. Um, and you know the games spam are on. Spam folder neglect. Yeah, you know the games are on. That's true. You know the games are on. Um, what's the vibe on this? I think Sean, you know the answer in your heart. Well, I mean, the only question is, is it a, I mean, it's a ban. Um, <laughs> for life. Length of ban is what comes into play. Well, Sean's been banging the gavel for uh, a life ban since, I reckon, round six. I think, the issue here, Sean, is I think punishment needs to serve a purpose. Yes. And what it needs to do is it needs to rehabilitate, not just shut down. Yep. So I don't think a life ban helps him at all. How can Stu ever redeem himself if he is banned for life? Well, here's a theory and something that we can no, like cannot confirm nor deny at the moment because obviously we are still quite deep. Well, not even. We're deep in a season, but at the very, very start of a finals campaign. Yeah. Yeah. There has been talks of a third league. Correct. So does Stu get a crack at redemption in that league? And if Stu abandons his team next year in the third mysterious league. I think, is that a life ban? I think I think repeated behavior is not a mistake. So if he does again, that is a life, life ban. I think what he also needs to provide is his password so that the oh. team can be bequeathed <laughs> onto somebody else. Oh, actually, that's you huge. Know what? I'd like him to create a, a dummy email address. Yep. And then that information, yeah, he will forfeit his team. I think it's the Stu Martin, Martin Redemption at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. Stu? Get that, get that account locked away. All right, look. Oh, that's, life that's... life ban's really tempting. Twelve month ban is another option, I think. Mm. But to put him I in that third a, league, I, I and think say, it's a suspended sentence. Who's to say we're not going to get this list of bullshit excuses again, though? But no, no, but Sean, if he does it again, he's that's it. And Sean, what's the punishment for the other abandoned teams? Because there's a few. Well, I'll tell you right now, the one named Savage Gabba gone, just not in the league next year. Um, were there a couple others? No, they're the two. I think the bottom four of the reserves league is looking precarious. Although Savage I do know, Gabba. I'm going to do some... I do know that there's actually someone in the bottom four of the reserves who tried every week. <laughs> we're going to do. We're going to look into this a little bit further. Obviously, we're still in an active finals campaign. Yep. yep. Notice, we're not the AFL. We don't make decisions in the middle of a season. I'll put this to Savage Gabba. Get into, email the show. Same thing. I haven't actually been able to contact this team. Don't know how to do it. Don't know where to find them. Reach out to the show, as Stu did, and then we'll put it through TC Court. But as it stands, I like the idea of the third comp. Stu is in that comp. He's on probation. Yeah. A suspended sentence. It's a suspended sentence. On a good behavior. Now, if he fails again, not only he gives up his team. Life ban. Life ban. Life ban. Yep. I I have no arguments there. Yep. TC Court adjourned? Adjourned. Adjourned. And now that TC quarters uh, adjourned, I think we should probably give a quick shout out to the finals results in the AFL fantasy competitions we're running because it has been a big weekend. Some upsets and some maybe favorites are starting to appear. So uh, 
there was tragedy starting in the uh, How Good's Footy Reserves competition as uh, only one of the hosts remained. <laughs> because uh, fifth played eighth, uh, which was me versus two goods. Uh, Jack, who has been a vocal listener of the show, in fact, at the start of the season, sent tweeted us a voice note calling you out, Sean, yep. for the battle between those teams where you steamrolled two goods by about 600 points. Yep. Which in a fantasy competition, if you are unfamiliar with fantasy but keep listening to this point of the show, it's about a 15-goal win. Yep. I'd say it's around the 150-point mark. Yeah. Yep. Um, the wins that people notched up against Jake Stringer, Stan, that's a mythical 200-pointer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, every week. But Jack's team, two goods. Went, two goods. Went on a fucking tear... And they're... He's the Collingwood. Can I raise a point, though, about Jack's two goods team? He's used the wrong fucking two. Oh, yeah. It's it's like the team is addressed to Adam Goods. <laughs> All right, mate. He's, he's still in the finals race and you aren't. Yeah, but my team's at least spelled correctly. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. I he, can hold my head up high. He mightn't know the correct grammar, but fuck, he knows how to pick a team. For Doesn't... all you know, his team is two Two goods. goods. I this is for you. Two goods. Nah, I retract my statement. Yep. Two goods loves Jack. Play on. Um, yeah. So I got rolled in the end by 40 points. Yep. Which eliminates me from the Haggard's Footy Reserves. Uh, I rolled Tom. Yep. <laughs> Comfortably. It was, it, was, it was looking dicey. You were worried. I was more worried, Sean. Ten goal win. Worth noting that I was the highest score across the Haggard's Footy competitions. That is big. How many trades did you make, Sean? Zero. Yeah, fuck. Mm. So that means you had one injured player and Salem only scored 44. Yep. Fuck. You could have tickled the toes of a 250. Imagine that. <sighs> They'd write books about you. Give me the cup already. Uh, and then, so drug, test, so drug Test Kit lost to Simphajai. And let's check if Simphajai has... Yeah. Simphajai has Jai Simkin in their team. That Smart out. and went big. We've got Jonathan Patton's Snapchat beat Holmes Improvement. So that means, I think, uh, third and fourth beat one and two. Big. That's correct. Tight comp. Jesus. Uh, and then, obviously, the two results we discussed. And then in the main league, the Haggard's Footy League, it's chaos. Madness. Chameleon, Chameleon SCT, a.k.a. Wayne Dusha, rolled light and tangy crips. Uh, so Chameleon's finished top of the ladder. Have moved on to the prelim. Wilbo's Rats got rolled by Pride of the North. Brandon. Huge. He's the favorite. We were looking at Brandon's team earlier in the weekend, yep. Sean, and we yep. were worried for him. A lot of injuries. And then he missed Heaps you and of said, injuries. Sean, I've got him. He's done the math. And it worked. The math was strong. Powerful. Good, Just- ed- good education system in Canada. <laughs> uh, and then. Danyan's Devils, who have been floating around the top three all year. Choked. Bardic Inspiration rolled them. So eighth beat fifth in this competition too. Joel's new dad. Bardic, our man. <laughs> the man. We saved his career. <laughs> and finally, Special K's special boys were too strong for Love and Tackles. Love and Tackles looked like they were going to get blown off the park early on the weekend and then just got pipped, really. Yeah. Um, so yeah, huge Good results. campaign by Love and Tackles. Good campaign, yep. George. See you in the big dog league next year as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like there's a couple of people in the reserves that are the doors already wide open for the Oh, main look, campaign. I think the, the yeah, the top 4 teams in the reserves straight in, right? Walk-ups. Yeah. Yeah. Um and yeah, same for the bottom 4 teams of the main comp. Maybe walk downs. Yep. Definitely. <laughs> Tom Walk, your walk, notice. Walk, walk down to the third league, perhaps. <laughs> I mean, all comps, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing saving you. I know. Uh, and so, yeah, that's the fantasy update. Uh, so I've actually got this weekend off because I won in my bottom eight final series, but lost in my top eight, which means that I've got a bye week. Finally rest. Yeah, I can yeah. finally rest. Yeah. Rest, sweet, fair, douche. You'll still have the fantasy sweats, though. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, big time. <laughs> Because I'll be trying to make money. Yeah. I'll be trying to juice it up. Uh, and if you want to email us and ask, how can you juice it up? We can we can, we can can provide some bardic inspiration the way we have previously. You can send us an email at howgoodsfooty at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at howgoodsfooty or individually, I'm at Awkward Trade. I'm Carney from 55. And I'm at Deuce 13. Howgoodsfooty.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.